With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Bottom Line. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Austin Sports Talk Leader. AM 1300 The Zone. Let's go! Donovan Duday in the greatest city in America. Greatest college town in America. Austin, Texas, baby. Love our college students. Of course, they never leave. Salty's a college student. She's not leaving. She's been part of the 512 for a while. For a while. Born and bred. Born and bred. Now getting stale. (laughs) By Stephanie. Yep. Stephanie. What's up, Stephanie? Free for all football Friday. Salty's throwing out the first pitch tonight at the Dell Diamond. Yes. Right? Yeah. She's the opening act. Tonight. For Reed Ryan. Ryan. Does he know? Do we need to let him know? I'll let him know. Okay. I will make sure that he knows. Don't you worry. I got Don't it for you. you. We got it for I know you. that he's going to want a picture with me, so it's just like, we should get oh it out of the way. Goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That head is swole. <laughs> that head is blowing up like Antonio Brown's hot air balloon, baby. Blowing up like Boogie Cousins' knee. You're just mad because you didn't get invited to picture day today. <laughs> and I'm mad what because I did. <laughs> I had to get up a whole 30 minutes earlier this morning. To hey. look this decent. I'm in my own to world. To look this decent. <laughs> yeah, Salty's got her hair down. Yeah, that's the first time in a long time she's that we not, set it down. She's not ponytailing or ball capping today. So this is a rarity. Rarity. Me? I'm ball capping today, baby. That is a normal. That is a normal. Yeah. I come yep. to work in my pajamas. Yep, yep, yep. And that's how I roll. So. Not mad at you. Hope everyone's... Ready for a free for all football Friday? Yep. Harch. Yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to watch Kyler Murray last night? Yeah. Everybody's like, maybe you should have signed with the Oakland A's. <laughs> right. Rough night. Rough. Rough. Night. Yeah. Night happens. The Oakland Raiders made Kyler Murray look like a baseball player. Hey, he kept sliding. He kept getting down. So you're right. He was getting to the ground as fast as he could because, again, they're not trying to take those hits at all. So he's done He's done right by that. He got called for false starts a couple times because of that with the hand gestures at a home plate. I mean, not at home plate, <laughs> and the snap. Why is that Why is that a legal procedure? Like, if, if, if it's – not called in college, why is it called in, in the NFL, and why are they not making it uh, illegal procedure in college? Man, why are you asking me these questions? Well, I was watching this game at cover two. Yeah, but I you couldn't were, hear nothing. You didn't have to hear it. You were looking, and he's been doing it for years. A lot of guys have done it. Is that like the leg, right, picking up you your leg? Call Walt, what's his name? The ref. Oh, what was his name? 
Walt Slum. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember him, but I know who you're talking about. He used to be the head of Big 12 officials. Walt Anderson? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you give him a call? Don't you know him? Yes. All right, let's don't find you? out. Let's find out. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll work on that. Yeah, let's get that done. Work on that. Because I really would like to know why the hand gestures are called a legal procedure. So, we did see Conor McGregor sucker punch an old man. Yes, we did. Non-looking. I'm, I'm done with him. Like he was trying to pretend like he was doing something else, and the guy was looking at TV. And he walks up behind him and punches him, an older man in the face. Old gray-haired man who was looking away. Right. And Connor, who was left-handed, punched him with his left hand. And the dude didn't even flinch. Yeah, he didn't fall down. I got to give him credit for that. And it was all because of his whiskey. The dude told him his whiskey sucked. And <laughs> I think Conor McGregor should go to jail. I think so, too. I think he should spend some time. Again, didn't he go before for that uh, Habib stuff? Throwing it, but I think he got out. He went in, and then he got out. And for throwing the chair through right. the bus. Right. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm done with him. Done. He'll done. never... He'll never get uh, another, play on my stuff. He'll never get another uh, pay-per-view dollar out of you? Nope. See? Nope. Me neither, too. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. United we stand. Come on, man. United, But you got ESPN Plus, so you don't, it don't charge you anymore, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> All right, so. Do you have to pay? Do I have to pay for ESPN Plus? Well, I know you're paying for ESPN Plus, but. Isn't ESPN Plus the one that's holding all of the the fights, too? Yeah, they are doing some pay-per-views where you got to pay. Oh, you do have to pay. Okay. Bucks or whatever. Right. Okay. I haven't done that. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So, we did our, our uh, bottom line football preview yesterday. Yes. Facebook Live. I mean, thousands of people came and checked it out. We thank you. And Appreciate thanks you. to the... People who uh, were part of the panel. Right. Tim Crowder. Funny. Chris Hummer. Nice. Brian Davis. Taylor Estes. Harbaugh Harge. Chip Brown. Come on, man. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. It was good. I I liked everyone's different variants of uh, what they see. They're looking at the, the whole conference a little bit different than some. But we all came to agreement that the Texas football team is in a very good position, especially after all those years of not being in a good position. They're trending in the right direction, and it's really good to see, to be honest with you. I mean, you guys, like I've told you before, you you guys have covered the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's actually one of your segments that you have on Horns 24-7. But it's... It's been a rough ride around here, man. It's been a rough ride. It's been like driving around on a lawnmower. It's like five and sevens are not fun to be a part of. It's been like going around on a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> In circles. It's like catching a ride with David Hamilton on a scooter. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many people in the last month I've come across who've had a scooter accident. 
Yeah, there's no reason to be on a scooter at all. People. If we thought about how insane this is, that scooters are on the street with cars. Right. This is insane. On the street with cars. When they have commercials that say, if you've been in a scooter accident, <laughs> call Thomas Henry, because we about to get paid. <laughs> Don't ride a scooter anymore. Right. Right. It doesn't Golly. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Not fun at all. Not worth it. It's just walk. Our man Jimmy Joe, he told me. He said he rides it from Mueller. From Mueller to downtown. I'm like, what? He's like, yes. Yeah, awesome it's just just straight up the street and i'm like no bro no i need you to get off that thing i need you to get off of wait mueller yeah the airport no you know where mueller used to be oh oh the development over there yeah yeah he rides it from there where that movie studio is to um frank Irwin, frank Irwin center oh boy yeah and he's done it multiple times oh boy and i'm he- like what are you doing People, if you value your face <laughs> or your Achilles or your arms. Jimmy, stay off of it, brother. It's not chin. good. Right. My, my girl, uh, Brooke Williamson, face planted, oh, cut yeah. her chin open. Cut, busted her chin wide open. And that was last year, so we already last knew. Last year. So we already knew. Warnings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Surgeon General. <laughs> I mean, I walk around with a Surgeon General label on me. Right. Yeah, safety first, Chip. Safety first. Oh, boy. (laughs) Safety first. All right, free-for-all football Friday. Just getting warmed up. Salty's throwing out the first pitch at Dell Diamond. We got our Facebook Live football preview for you to check out for, well, to the end of time, right, Salty? Isn't that how it works? Isn't that what your boy Timberlake (laughs) discovered about the Facebook? Drop the the. Drop the the. Bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. Bring you home. Oh, sing it, Elvis. Come on, man. Harge. Yeah. 42 years ago today, Elvis dropped dead at the age of 42. Yeah. You know, he was stationed at Fort Hood. Come on, man. He used to live right around the corner from my house. So. Uh, Do you know how there's, like, magic birthdays when you're you turn yeah. 10 on the 10th? Right. Oh. Turn this off. Is this his his magic? You kidding me? I don't know how much magic it is. With the rain in my shoes. Which makes a squishy sound. You know that? Yeah. You walk with rain in your shoes. He's searching for you. In that cold Kentucky rain. Walking around with squishy shoes looking for heart. Is this a number one song? Oh. I've never heard this song. You kidding me? No. I love the. He's talking about rain in his shoes. Yeah. I have this image of Elvis walking around with squishy shoes, bubbles coming up out of his shoelaces. Not feeling that. Kind of like those snot bubbles that come out of uh, B.J. Foster's victims. You know what I mean? Not feeling that. Not feeling it. All right. Not feeling that. All right. Enough that. Yeah, it's not like, like, like a Christmas carol nah. almost. See, I unlike you guys playing Drake and shoving it down my throat, when you say enough, I'm done. We're a team. <laughs> We're a tripod. Okay. The three of us. Hey. Even Salty. I mean, we support her. No doubt. Always. Yeah, Del- y'all coming tonight? Del Diamond tonight. I'll be there. 
Hardball hards will not, believe it or not. I'm so, I mean, I'm so can, mad about it, too. I can get done with my golf in time. You know. There you go. Oh, count Pass. him out. <laughs> <laughs> what time are you? That's hey, right, that's teamwork. Hey, teamwork. Teamwork. Not going to be I'll there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, my gosh. Coming in hot. Just kidding. I mean, I'll be there. Okay? I, I know we talk Texas at 615 and 715, but I need to, I need to ask you this serious Serious question, and I wanted to ask you this last night, but I fell asleep. Bro, are you really putting the hex on the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes. Their backup quarterback is Cody Kessler. He suffered a head injury he last gone. night. He gone. Their other backup, Nate Sunfell, is already out, out. with a broken wrist. Done. You know who's next? I might have you know to next? start believing you. You know who's next? Don't say it. I'm not saying it. Do not say I'll it. I'll let everybody p- go there. I'm just asking. But I will tell you this. Last night before the game, your man, Nick Foles, and Carson Wentz embraced in a big old hug right, right in the middle big of Big bro hug. Yeah. Kind of like you and I, whenever we see each other. It's like, what's up, dog? What's up, man? And you know what? That's real for Nick Foles. One hundred. It's real for Carson. It's real for Carson. Yeah. Although Carson treated Nick like bleep for a while. You, you know why? Because he, he knew he was taking his job. Because he won a Super Bowl. Right. And Carson. We talk about it all the time. I'm not happy. Just I wouldn't have been like there. Like, come on, Nick. Come breaking on. Breaking down like a China doll. I mean, I love Nick. But if we're in a competition, I'm not finna embrace him like that. You can't. Okay. No way. Yeah, it was nice to see the bro hug. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are the dumbest. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Franchise in sports, by the way. To give Carson Wentz that contract two years before his contract is up. Right. You don't take him for a test drive and see if his vertebra, his cracked vertebra, can hold up for 16 games. This guy's been a glass man. He was on the pace to win the MVP. He was on the I love that argument. I love Eagles fans giving me that argument. That was two cracked vertebra ago. And here's the other thing. I'm not even talking about his knee. This is what the Cowboys are having to deal with now. If they would have done exactly what they did and wrapped him up for that little bit of money, we wouldn't be having this controversy right now. So in hindsight, the Eagles did the right thing by giving him that money. Except he's broken. And he... Ezekiel Elliott ain't should. broken. No, I'm not talking about Zeke. I'm talking about Dak. Oh yeah, Dak. This this is this is about Dak. Right. No, they should have signed. They should did the same thing. They should have signed Dak before the Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz deals got done. Yep. One hundred percent. Because they could have signed him for twenty eight million. Right. Instead of thirty four or whatever it's going to be. Whatever that number is going to be. Yeah. So that that is the reason why I'm okay with what the Eagles did. But what the problem is, they shouldn't have let go of Nick Foles. A quarterback who has shown that he is. But wait a, a minute, winner. you're not okay with what the Eagles did because Carson Wentz is physically broken. 
You don't go give him big uh, money till you see that he can be healthy for a full season. As a Cowboy fan, I don't. Okay, I, yeah, you now, know what I'm saying. Like yeah. Tim, like Tim Crowder right. said, you're giving hey. me the golf clap. I'm like, yeah, good job, Carson hey, Wentz. Way to go, Eagles. Right. Hey, and now you've made That's things hard brilliant. for me as a Cowboy fan. Yeah. So you're dealing with Dak now, but for them. That's what they wanted. That's what they hitched their cart to. Ride it out. But I'm more concerned about your curse that you put on these people because both of their backup quarterbacks are out. Hey, this is the Bobby Lane curse. No, this is a Chip Brown that curse. That I am just reminding people of. <laughs> this, this you is... get rid of a Super Bowl winning quarterback. The Lions got rid of a a, a world championship quarter because back then it was pre-NFLs, the world right, right. championship. Bobby Lane won in 57. After he won that, they got rid of him in the curse. You Eagles fans, Eagles I'm just telling you. never won a Super Bowl, 52 <laughs> years. They win one with the greatest Super Bowl MVP performance of all time. He outplayed Tom Brady, who set a Super Bowl record with 500 yards passing that night. And, you, and got rid of him. Curse. Bobby Lane, curse. You're, <laughs> You're done. You're done. I'm just telling you right now, do in not his let prime. The quarterback has to be in his prime. Put you in a curse situation because it is happening. It's over. It's over. Eagles are doomed. I was laughing at you before. Now I understand. Do not make – don't get on – Chips curseless. Every time <laughs> Do Colin not. Cowherd says Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, I'm like, <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with that, Colin. You're going to be lick, <laughs> you're going to be licking yourself like a dog oh. at the end. Oh. That one. All right, let's grab Dwayne real quick, and then we'll talk to Dan Neal. Dwayne, what's going on? I was saying, uh, hey, uh, dude, hi, um, Elvis, dude. That dude could sing anything. Christmas songs, gospel, remakes of other people's music, the ingredients on a cereal box, instructions <laughs> on how to boil. Dwayne, you're right, it man. Be number, it was going to be number one song, dude. The dude is like the... It's like Eddie Murphy. Lemonade. <laughs> that cool, refreshing drink. And all his lines were songs. Oh, yeah. Right. But, oh, yeah. Uh, just quick, I was just going to say, uh, Texas and the tight ends. Are they going to use more t- two tight end sets this year? Is Cade Brewer going to be more physical? Because I know when he was a freshman, he was used to more of catching, you know, from Lake Travis. Is he going to be more of a physical blocker like uh, Beck was last year? All right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We got answers for you, Dwayne. We'll we'll come right back with those answers. It's Bottom Line brought to you by Coors Light. Hey, Harge, how about your man uh, Tiger Woods? Hey, man, how many times I got to tell you? I've, I've realized where he is in life right now, so I'm at the point where I'm not – have you noticed I haven't brought him up? I knew he was playing this week. He, he's in first place. I'm still not believing in it. He's got to finish in the top 11. You know what happens after that, right? I love watching your mind work. Oh, man. Or break down. That's how that works, dog. just unplug. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've come to the realization that my man Tiger Woods is here. just that guy. It's like cheering for the – Philadelphia Eagles? No, no, because that is straight kiss of death. I'm not. I'm not even messing with you on any of that anymore. I I can't. I can't even deal with you on that. I'm just because I'm looking at these guys go down in a heap, and my man got a concussion yesterday. All right, what's that movie? Uh, accidental something or other where people just get killed? No, one after the other. That's uh, Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah. All right, Salty, you seen that movie? 
What the hell, Salty, bro? don't, don't, don't Salty. look at those. Don't look at those. What do you mean? Don't watch them. Oh, you're superstitious, aren't I'm you? not messing with those you're things. You're superstitious. Final Destination is just that. You heard me? So I don't want to I don't want to watch other people's misery happen. Oh. I don't have time for that. This is good stuff right here. No. Hard is all busted up about Final Destination. I'm not at that, bro. What about paranormal activity? None of that. I don't I don't need none of that stuff. I want to go laugh at stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a comedy. Brothers boy. don't like scary movies. I, I don't have time for them, bro. Cuz they get killed in the first 5 minutes. Yeah, I mean I'm spending money, spending 15 bucks to go into a movie. And Omar Epps is gone. gone, right? As soon as I sit down, I ain't even took a bite of my popcorn yet. Scream, gone. Gone. Not even dealing with it, bro. Come on. No. So I I appreciate you. I appreciate you pointing out the facts of that. But what I have noticed is when you decide that you're going to put a kiss of death on someone. It's not the kiss of death. What what do you call it? The kiss of death is when I'm cheering for someone. And they lose and lose miserably. I am the kiss of death. This is a straight curse. But it's not my curse. It's the Bobby Lane curse. If you get rid of a Super Bowl winning quarterback in his prime, you are doomed. So here's my question for you. Since you said it's It doesn't matter if it's the Eagles, the Colts, the Lions, the Steelers, Patriots, Lions, Tigers, or Bears. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. Doesn't matter. Here, here, here's the thing for me, man. Here's the biggest thing for me. You have put this curse on the Eagles. Now, is it you should put a curse on the Eagles season? There's players that are dropping like flies. This is part of their season. <laughs> I'm like, holy, they're not even in the season yet. But this is going to last for 52 years. You talk about Final Destination, look at that. That could have been Final Destination for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Think about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Luckily, everyone got out. Hey, no one got hurt. I mean, why you gotta make it like Final Destination? Can't you just? Say, That's what it is. I mean, have you you you've I mean, seen Final Destination, right? Yes. And some things happen like that, correct? Yes. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying into the. I love that, it, man. I got hard all. You do weird weirded out you now. Got me, yeah, you got all me. weirded out. Flummoxed. Flummox. <laughs> you got me. You got me dealing with some stuff over here, bro. So you're not cheering for Tiger Woods? No, I'll just let him do his thing, man. All right. I still can't even find him on this doggone leaderboard right here. Oh, did he fall off the leaderboard? Yeah. I mean, he, no. Didn't this, he, I thought he got to like six under. No? Let me check. I'm looking at him for a different tournament right now. All right. Um. All right, can we hear from the Longhorns? All right, yesterday we... We caught up with Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. Salty, you got the part about him rating his, when I asked him to rate his camp. We got that? Okay, what is your camp? camp so far? On what scale? Uh, one to ten. Which aspect? Uh, how about throwing the football and then leadership? Um, throwing the football, I'd give myself uh, an eight. I've I threw five times a week over the summer, and last last fall camp, there was a point where my shoulder got pretty sore, and I, I, I had to kind of take the back seat for a little bit. But I haven't had. I mean, I've been I've been consistent with my throws, and that's that's taken every rep, and I haven't had any soreness at all. So that's helped contribute to um, increased accuracy, and then leadership. 
I think everybody's done a great collective job um, of bringing everybody together and, and buying into the culture and understanding what it's going to take, pushing through the heat, pushing through adversity, um, because all the, that's, that's real stuff, and um, I think that we're doing a good job with that. Yeah. I wouldn't give myself a 10 in anything, no. Nice. Leadership? I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody else. Mm. 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 What do you make of that, Hart? I mean, I respect what he's saying. I, I respect a lot of what he was saying. At least he was open and honest about his arm. He was open and honest about how he's conditioned himself now to be able to make all those throws. Maybe that's why he couldn't hit the deep ball. His arm was tired. Now he's developing it. He's throwing five days, you know, five days a week. He, uh, I like how he said, you have to ask other people about my leadership because that's what you should do. You should ask other people. Don't, hey, what do you think of Sam as a leader? Not, I'm running this team. This is where I go. But you sit and you look, and he seems to have his head on his shoulders the right way. He's not getting bought into all the hype. So I dug what he was saying yesterday. I thought he handled himself very well. So give himself an eight for yeah. throwing the football. Yeah. That's and good. then I heard that uh, Casey Thompson got uh, almost all the snaps in practice on Wednesday. Yeah. So they're they're developing him. They're developing him and giving Sam some some breaks right. to make sure that his arm makes it through camp this year. Right. Um Malcolm Epps. Man. He's your new favorite player. He's my new favorite player. Is that true? I like True I, or false? I, true. Straight true. I mean, this guy came in yesterday, handled his business. I believe this is the first time he ever spoke to the media, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And the way he handled it, the passion that he he had, the way he uh compared himself to well, said that he likes Megatron and Julio Jones. The thing I liked most about it was the way he was talking about other players on the team. All right, but hold up a second. Because as soon as he walked up in front of the microphones, everyone was asking him, how old are you? Because he looks like Greg Oden. <laughs> he looks 30. Well, because of the beard. The I mean, if he, beard. If, he, if he shaves the beard, he wouldn't look that old. He also has one of the biggest heads I've ever seen. <laughs> He's a large man. He's 6'8", 6'7". 6'7". Right. How old are you, first off? 19 years of age. 19? And he sounds like he's 100. You know? Yeah? I mean, what, what do you, what do you, do people are just amazed? Yeah, people think I'm lying when I tell them my actual age, but in all reality, yeah. I'm. You carry your birth certificate around with you? I just, I, I have a tattoo that says I'm estimated in. Established in 2000. Well, there you go. So it's right there for everybody. I was, I was established in 2000. I mean, play that again. Play that. 19 years of age. 19? You look 30. That's what I get that a lot. You know? Yeah? I mean, what, what, do you, what do you do? People are just amazed. Yeah, people think I'm lying when I tell them my actual age, but in all reality, yeah. I'm. You carry your birth certificate around with you? I just, I, I have a tattoo that says I'm estimated in. Established in 2000. Established. Yeah, well, there you go. So it's right there for everybody. Is it? <laughs> established. Oh, that's my dude, What do you man. say? Established in 2000? Yeah, established in 2000, man. That's Come awesome. Uh, yeah. And, yes, you're right. That is my new favorite player because that dude brought it yesterday. That dude brought it. And I talked to John Bianco, and John was like, he's John Bianco, the UT football spokesman. Yeah, he goes. He's impressive, isn't he? I was like, Yes, get get more of Malcolm Elps because he gonna give it to you straight, and I loved it. 
I love it. It's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All right. It is a free for all football Friday. We will come back with some do you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Care. We'll do it next. Right here on Bottom Line, brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, sing it, Elvis. This is one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> Listen to this right here. You ready? Here comes the hook. We can't go on it's another song I've never heard of before. Listen to this soul. I mean, he's got a bunch of sisters with him singing. That's that soul, baby. Elvis was the brotherest white dude you ever saw. Singing the blues, singing the gospel. Singing it all, baby. Yeah. Eddie Murphy said when he sang about lemonade, it sounded cool. Lemonade. That cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> so crazy. 42 years ago today, Elvis, dead. Yep. You know they're making a biopic about him, right? It's kind of like the, uh, what was it, Elton John one? What's that came taking out so year? long? They just casted it. I mean, 42 years. Austin Butler yep. is going to be Elvis. I guess is that, because is that Spider-Man? No, it's Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend, and she's from High School Musical, if you must know. Oh, my gosh. Was Justin Timberlake in that? You know, you know what happened? Know. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what just happened. Hollywood saw how much money these biopics, these movie, musical biopics are making. Freddie Mercury, Elton John. And they're like, who else is who, who else is dead <laughs> well, the, or the Elvis one has iconic. been thrown around for a couple of years now. Yeah, but why did it take 42 years? Because now they know That's they can true. make a pile of money. That's yep. Hollywood. Oh, that made money. Let's remake it. Oh, that go, made money. Let's make something and, like it. And rank this one within the recent films that were released. Where do you think it's going to go? Elvis? Yeah. I don't know, man. Elton John and Freddie Mercury were some complicated dudes, man. Uh, Elvis was complicated, too. Elvis yeah. was just... Elvis rough. had some <laughs> bad things happen in, in his life before, so... He's from... The, hey, he lived in the K, baby. Come on, man. He's from the 254 back when it was 817. You know what I'm saying? You got some stuff you need to tell us? Nope. It'll probably come out in the movie. You know some uh, Elvis 254? Some Elvis information, information that out there, uh, no. none of no one else has? Yeah, man. I'm sure. No, everybody has it. It's, it's news you can use. So, but let's get into Do You Care, wow, brother. Hard is holding out on us. Let's get into Do Hard You Care. Hard has some information that the movie makers need to know. He's not sharing it. That's right. About Elvis. Chip. Elvis. Hart's got Elvis scoop. Come on, man. You know, they said he was living at Burger King in Kalamazoo, Michigan for a while. Remember that? See? Oh, so, you, you so breaking out. Wasn't even born. You're break, you breaking out some stories. See there? Everybody's got See? some stories, right? Chip. They the, said he was working at Burger King in Kalamazoo. Maybe. That's sad. Tupac, baby. Like, seriously, you can't give Elvis a little more dignity than that? What was the name of your dad's restaurant? Hot and Now. He wasn't working at Hot and Now? As my dad would say, better than cold and later. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, that's a terrible slogan. <laughs> hey, 
According to his agent, DeMarcus Cousins is touring his ACL uh, and might miss the season. Buggy. He's already had a torn Achilles. He's had multiple. He tore a quad muscle. Is this the end of Boogie Cousins? And did you put a curse on him? Do you care? I was going to say, he sounds like the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Oh, man. That's brutal. Boogie, boogie, boogie. I just, uh, I feel for the man. Right. Because he used to be a petulant child, and then he matured, and you want to see a guy rewarded once he becomes a good teammate. Yeah. And he's... Not getting rewarded. What's going on? I have no idea. Boogie, is the karma is the the karma crashing down on you? <laughs> what what you done, my man? Right. That the karma's just crushing you. Ugh. That's tough. That's tough. Harsh. Yeah. Connor McGregor is a tool. <laughs> he punched an older gray-haired man in a bar. Sucker punched him. Ugh. When the guy looked away from Connor. Connor punched him. Do you have this video, Salty? Can you tweet it out on our on our Twitters? This guy, I'm done with Connor McGregor. Right. I hope he gets some boogie cousins karma. Do you care? I'm done with Connor McGregor too. Our boy B sent us a, sent me a picture of him with Connor McGregor. I was like, you were looking at him. You were standing next to him. You didn't get punched in the side of the face for him, from him. So. Yeah, man. Conor McGregor, he's dealing with a little bit too much, man. I, he needs to get back in the ring, but he's not getting any more of my money because obviously he thinks he can fight everybody now. And I was talking – think me and you were standing together. If it was me and you and our boys, what would happen? He would get curb stomped. I don't care how much he – you hit an old man and we're standing there? Right. Five of us would have jumped uh, on and him. Quickly. Quickly. Because you're not going to sit – not only did he hit the old man, he hit him from behind. It's terrible. That was the it's worst. Terrible. And the old man, to his credit, was didn't strong. Even, was like, didn't even look back at him. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, whatever. Whatever, man. Did a, did a fly just land on me? Your whiskey sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chip, tonight our buddy Reed Ryan will be the sixth member inducted into the Round Rock Express Hall of Fame. He was the founder of the Round Rock Express. He brought baseball to Round Rock and the Central Texas area. Salty will also be throwing out the first pitch in that game. Do you care? I do care because I think Reed Ryan is one of the, the great people and consensus builders in sports. I want Reed Ryan to be the college football commissioner. Reed Ryan is a consensus builder. He, he could enter a room... This is my belief, and I've told him this. He could enter a room with the Power Five conferences and get them to understand that by coming together and collectively bargaining, there's more money than even what the SEC and Big Ten are making off of their networks. There would be more money for everyone. Because, listen, the Big Ten and the SEC, they don't want to lift up the Pac-12. Right. Pac-12 is at the SS Minnow. It's got holes in the boat. They're trying to make radios out of coconuts on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> and the ACC, yeah, yeah, oh, great. They just launched a network. Guess what? No one cares. No one's watching that thing. You got one team that matters. Right. Now, basketball, that's a whole other matter. Yeah, that's totally everyone's, different. Everyone's watching basketball on the ACC network. Right. But my point is Reed Ryan could go in, build the consensus, and get it done, in my opinion. That's how classy he is. That's how... 
He's just that guy that everybody gravitates toward. And his talents are enormous. It's great to see that he's the president of the Houston Astros. They've won a world championship. I hope they win a world championship this year. Because they do it the right way. Right. Players go there and they love working with the Ryans, for the Ryans, for the Astros ownership. And that's what it's all about. There's not a person I'm happier for. Right. Than Ree Ryan. He's one of the most solid dudes. And that's, that's why I'm out going there. out to the Dell Diamond tonight. All oh, right. oh, oh. And also Salty. <laughs> it's throwing out the first pitch. Oh, I mean, yeah. We're, we're excited for Salty. We are excited for Salty. And listen, Salty. Salty, if you bounce that thing, who cares? Don't even worry about It'll it. Make for, for I mean, great I, I for went out show, there, so I bounced probably, that thing in the grass. That's true. I got cricket teams calling me from all over the world saying, <laughs> Good God, you threw that right down the pipe. You bounced it perfectly. And I'm like, Hey. I got skills. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talented. I got skills I don't even know I have. I'm not worried. The sooner I get Wait over, till you the see me on the tennis court. I get to go sit down oh. and have a drink. <laughs> well, with that kind of attitude, you, you'll go everywhere. Uh, Harch. Yeah. Um, I was dead wrong. Tiger Woods did not threaten the lead. He is way back in the pack. Six shots off the lead. And I'll answer it for you. You don't care. <laughs> so hard. Let well, me. You, you let had me, your hard facts. Let me. <laughs> my buddy Pete sent me a text. And I didn't read it close enough. Uh, hard. The Cardinals lost to the Raiders last night, and everybody thinks Kyler Murray sucked because he was three of eight passing for twelve yards. Do you care? No. It's preseason, man. man. We've already talked about it. Yeah, things are different. The game is faster. He's going to learn. He got called for a legal procedure for his hand clap, and that threw him off. So now he's got to go back to the drawing board and see what happens after that. I'm not worried about it at all. But, Cliff, you better get it going, man, because your your wagon is hitched to Kyler Murray, and so is that GM's. Good luck. But don't you think the team on Hard Knocks always tries hard? Like, yeah. they were game planning. Right. The Ra- You don't game plan in <laughs> right. the preseason, but the Raiders were game planning. <laughs> they were they were sending some stuff. They were ready. They were like, oh, wow, the Raiders are, Raiders are putting some stuff on film tonight. <laughs> we got to watch this. All right. It's uh, Free For All Football Friday, 7 o'clock hour, loaded next. Chris Felica is going to join us. Kidding me? The Bear. Bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. Life happens for those that show up, and we're glad you showed up with us. On a free-for-all football Friday, the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. My man C. Breezy, Chip Brown, Shannon B. Sweeney behind the glass. We call her fastball because she's throwing out the first pitch tonight. And I can't wait to hear all she about just wants it. to sit down. She's like, let me get this over with. Can I go first so I can get up out of there? Y'all get my videos? I got you. We got your videos. They were pretty, good. It's pretty good, right? They were pretty good. Yeah, she went out to a, a ball field. She was like... Field of dreams. Yeah. She was Sand going the- <laughs> Well, at first, my dad told me to go throw the ball at the fence in the backyard. I was like, it's not even 60 feet away. You got a 60, you got 60 feet. Was that your dad catching for you? Uh-huh. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Daddy's hey, girl. Hey, Dad, let's go have a catch. Daddy's little girl. That's like a commercial. It is. Dad, dad let's go have a catch. Let's go have a catch. So dad. you ready? You ready to go? I'm ready. She threw one good pitch, and then she threw her kill the usher pitch. <laughs> she was doing that for so, entertainment purposes. I only get one tonight, right? You only get one. Oh. <laughs> you only bounce get that one. thing right down the middle. You'll be you'll be gold. Just bullet. Hey, I'm just telling you this. 
Don't buy the hype of getting on top of the mound. I'm just telling you. You can do it. It's all. It's your moment to shine. But if you really want to do it, get to the front of the dirt, throw it, you're good. Trust me. I've done it before. Because if not. Oh, you've done it? You've done it before, Harge? I've done it before. Oh, you pl- have you played baseball before, Harge? No, I've done it from the front of the dirt. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying that. I've got, done that before. Picture My that. picture's right here, and it tells you from the front of the dirt. Okay. No lie. You should do it underhand like a softball pitcher. Oh, that's asking for problems. That's <laughs> going straight up and coming down and hitting someone square in the face. It'll be, it'll be I've great. I've never attempted that. It'll be great. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Less, uh, less torque on your shoulder. I'm sorry that I will be missing it. I have to go to soccer tonight in Houston. But please, full video, Chip. Okay. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on Chip. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. We know. Now I really got to be there. Now you really got to be there because we got to have clips. We got to have, have clips. We got to have uh, photographic evidence. And it's like, zone night tonight, right? Yeah, so there'll yeah. be a promo crew out there. There'll be a promo. They'll make sure Oh yeah, and hook it up. And we need photo evidence just like our bottom line football preview, which you can check out on our Facebook page at AM1300, The Zone. Oh, yeah. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's checking it out. We had a good time, good good people, good conversation. Good uh, variety of answers coming through, too. Yeah, a lot Players. of good takes. Yeah. I was I was I was pleased with the way everything turned out yesterday. So can, get to the Facebook page and you can watch it still until when salty forever, forever ever. So we'll see how this all plays out. All right, can we hear from uh, Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies? Um, he did not like practice yesterday. He didn't like the demeanor. He didn't like the attitude. He didn't like the effort. So he he just cut practice short and told them to go sit in the corner and think about what they've done. <laughs> I had a little shorter day today, so uh, we're going to regroup. Got a meeting tonight, and then we'll have an off day tomorrow and get back at it on Saturday. Question? It was a short day because maybe the team wasn't performing the way they wanted to? Didn't like that. I didn't like the demeanor in which we had. Didn't weren't, weren't creating good enough <laughs> habits and didn't think we were executing at a level and didn't have the focus we needed to have. And you're either going to create a good habit or a bad habit, so we're not going to sit there and create a bad habit. That's the first time you've done that this fall. I guess I just I'm not gonna sit there and no good bad hey I'm not gonna accept that. How much of it now is then on the leadership to figure it out among yourself? I think it's just leadership. I think it's everybody. I mean, you don't need leadership to tell you you're not doing your job or you're not doing it well enough. You got to pick it up, and it's their job also to convey that message. But hey, that's part of growing. That's part of being on a team. We'll see where they go from here. You blame any of that on just the fact that the, the grind and then it's so hot and all those things? Everybody's in the grind. Okay. That's what football's about. That's why you win tough games. You embrace the grind. You got to love it. If you don't like the grind, you only play football. football there, ain't no way, there is no easy way to be good in football. And so you're either going to make a choice to do it or you're not. Yeah. Jimbo. You embrace the grind. That's how you win games late. Everybody's grinding. Come on, man. Everybody's dealing Don't with tiredness. Don't play football if you're not into the grind. Right, right. That's what football is. That was great. Yeah, Jimbo. He's like, no, shut practice down. Everybody get up out of here. Got my tobacco juice. I need everybody up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimbo. I like it. I like it. He he He's matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like in the way he says it, you feel exactly what he's talking about. And you've seen it. We've all been around it. Hey, this is this is just terrible. Get up out of here. Take it home, boys.
And then the fact that they got a day off today, too. Oy, oy. You got a lot of time to think about it. He's getting madder and madder by the time y'all get to practice on Saturday. Oh, it's going to be a rough one. You don't think he's going to get max effort oh, on Saturday? Oh, guys are going to be flying around. He's going to have to tell them, take it easy, because they're going to be flying around the field. Yeah, that's good stuff by Jimbo. Jimbo, big fan of Jimbo. Always have been. Guy develops. I've always said he's the best part of the Saban tree, the offensive side. He understands the importance of defense. He knows who to go hire to get good defense. Yep. But he's a quarterback developer. He's an innovator, and he's a really talented play caller. And we saw that last year with Kellen Ma. Right. So, you know, everybody looks at A&M's four daunting games, right? At Clemson, at Georgia, at LSU, home against Alabama. You think they get any one of those? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, they are talented. They're a talented football team. And you're not just going to get smacked around by every single team. They might get LSU. We don't know. Because at the end of the season, everybody's going to be banged up. You got, you got to hope to see who's the healthiest going into those games before you can decide. But Yeah, they yeah. play at LSU and at Georgia back-to-back late in the year. Right. So, yeah, I think they can get one of them. They lost Daylon Mack and Otero Laka. How good were those guys? Yeah. Were they that good? We're about to find out. We're about to find out. You're going to see that big – one of their safeties, Wilson, Donovan Wilson, playing for the Cowboys now. He was a big hitter back there. He was one of those guys that you were like, okay, don't go across the middle because he's going to try to take your head off. So how good is he? How, how much are they going to miss him in the back end? I mean, there's a lot of questions that are there, but I think the way Jimbo is doing things, I think he's going to be all right. I think they're going to be okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened to the Eagles last night, Hart? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even watch them. They lost a quarterback. Oh. That part, I didn't even want to. I didn't want to bring that up because you are totally the kiss of injury. You you I mean, said you brought you, it up before. You don't want to bring it up anymore. Well, because the way it's going, I'm like, my man Chip is said the Eagles will not win. They're gonna be terrible. Now they're gonna be terrible because they ain't got no quarterbacks. They have no court. Remember, Salty, didn't you just say that Josh Johnson just signed with the? Detroit Lions, his 13th team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to trade for Josh Johnson. <laughs> Have, wait, we need to make sure he hasn't already been on that team. <laughs> See, make sure he hasn't been there already. Chip, you have got them with no quarterbacks. My man Cody Kessler, who's decent, got a concussion. Head Sud- injury. Right. After mm-hmm. Nate Sudfeld got uh, broken wrists. And he's out six to eight weeks. Way to go, Chip. Just. Hey, Carson Wentz is still standing. Josh Johnson's good to go. He has yet to play for the Eagles. 14. There you go. He can sign with one more. Come on. They need to go trade the farm for Tyrod Taylor. Um, No. He cannot go there. (laughs) I want Tyrod. Carson loves Tyrod Taylor. I do. He wants him as the backup in Dallas. I need him as the backup in Dallas. You can win games with Tyrod Taylor. Yes. You got Buffalo. He took Buffalo to the playoffs. And, and you got, got fired. better players in Dallas. Thank you. This could be a good fit. Tyrod, people are like, Tyrod Taylor. He might I'm be like, better than Dak. No, hold up, man. 
Hold up. Hey, Tyrod Taylor is like, he gets no respect, no love. Well, that's because people are calling him Tyrod, and his name is Tarod if we watched <laughs> Hard Knocks yeah, last Tyrod. year. Tarod, sorry. Tarod. 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 I'm just going to T. Taylor. That's who I want on my team. I want T. Taylor. T. I want T. T. on my team. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, that guy gets no love, though, no respect. Right. He's like Nick Foles. I mean, all he does is win, and everyone just passes him over like cold meatloaf. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like, really? Done with that guy. What's I got to do? Done with that guy. With Tarot? No. I'm done with you trying to make my guy be with Nick Foles. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, man. But he, everybody's still taking a leak on him. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, fluke. Fluke. <laughs> Woke up, lucky star. I mean, it's like people. The guy threw for 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in an NFL season for Chip Kelly. He's in the Hall of Fame for seven touchdown passes in a game. He ain't no fluke. It's bottom line, brought to you by Coors Light. All right, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Felica. You see him on game day, ESPN game day. He, he makes his own picks. He's become he's become uh, a big prognosticator. Yeah. I like him. He's a the he, bear. The bear. He always gives it to you straight. Like he's another one of those guys. And you think about how he comes up with how this team is going to cover or not cover. And I'm like, well, I didn't even think about that. And and he's become that guy now on game day where everybody goes to. He has his own little pick three games every Saturday. So Good stuff, man. Yeah, he started off in the research department at yeah. ESPN, and now now look at him. Any friends with one of your SMU yeah. buddies, roommates yeah. or something like that? Yeah, my yeah. man Ted. Yep, yep. Um, so we'll talk to the Bear coming up here in about 11 minutes. And don't overreact to the preseason, people. Please do not. If you go back and watch. Unless you got injuries, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia, <laughs> you need to overreact to everything. Unless quite you honest, got injuries. Quite honestly, you're underreacting. Right. Um, cause you're doomed. But if you go back and watch the, the Cardinals Raiders game last night, the Raiders were blitzing, right? The Raiders were game planning. I mean, they were, they were doing stuff that teams don't normally do. Well, I like the, the fact of what you said about when the team on hard knocks, they got to have a good showing. They're two and zero. You right. know, the it, Raiders it, are two and zero, and they sucked and last year. And NFL films is all over their sidelines. So they got to be coaching hard. Remember right. that's when Zimmer got in trouble. Right. For cussing when, all the time. Right. When, yeah. the, when the Bengals were the Hard Knocks team, Zimmer got caught on the sideline dog cussing his second and third stringers for not containing the quarterback who runs. Right. And he's like, and if you aren't bleepity bleeping <laughs> containing this guy, I'll find someone who bleepity bleeping will. Right. And that was part of the reputation that kept Zimmer from – Becoming a head coach. He was too much of a hothead, blah, blah, blah. And that's inevitably what happens with the Hard Knocks team. Right. They game plan. They they got cameras everywhere, so they got to they gotta work. I mean, did you see Gruden last night? I turned on the TV and just sat down, and, I mean, he was red. And right. I did, couldn't even recognize him until I until his face toned back to regular. Yeah. I just He, he was, was fired up. Like, mm, what words are he saying? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's he's like, I need to stop cussing. (laughs) But he's sitting there and he's fired up. And I was watching him too for a little while, Salty. And he was up and down that sideline. He Derek Carr drove him down right away, scored a touchdown. Then Glennon, they were going deep a lot of times. I'm just like, 
what is happening right now? But it makes a perfect it makes perfect sense of what you were saying about the team on hard knocks is always going the hardest during training camp. Like always on the sidelines. So And there are those who if you're on a bad team, like the Raiders were last year, yep. you're trying to build momentum. And so you're trying a little harder. You're game planning for preseason games, which most teams aren't. <laughs> right. It's basically they're judging effort and an ability to make a play with a vanilla game plan. Right. That's an easy way to determine, is this guy a playmaker or not? Does he have instincts? Does he have anticipation? I'm going to give him a easy vanilla game plan. Can he stand out? Right. And the Raiders were like game planning like it was week four of the season. <laughs> Trying to get that win, huh? But hey. Trying to get that dub. So don't overreact. Don't think Kyler Murray is Terrible. a bust. Yeah. Well, I mean, this dude can sling it. Right. And I think now I got my own questions about my man Cliff, who I love, and whether Vance Joseph is the right mix chemistry it's funny you say that that was the first person i thought about last night when i saw them get in the house I, they kept showing him on the sideline and i was like chip is gonna light this dude up because he's got cliff has gone with what'd you say the frat boy way and now he's trying to figure out is vance joseph the right defensive coordinator for what i need in this league well to stay in this league and i think i think uh steve kime the gm of the cardinals yeah had a lot to do with Vance Joseph, which is fine. Right, like the ownership, the front office, yeah. they they'll say. I, I mean, like the cart or uh, the Rams. I don't know how well Sean McVay knew Wade Phillips. Right, but I'm sure the ownership was like, "Hey, we can get Wade Phillips. This guy's easy to work with. He's a brilliant defensive mind, and he's a former head coach, so he can help Sean along the way too, and and educate him." on what it takes to be the head coach because it was his first head coaching gig. So he has some experience with them to deal with certain situations too. The real question is how did Cliff Kingsbury handle that locker room? He's never coached in the NFL. Right. He's never had to go through preseason. He's never gone up against a team maybe that – They get phone breaks, Chip. The game plans <laughs> – right, and fruit fruit, and fruit, fruit fruit snacks. Fruit cups. Yeah. You know, he's never had to – he doesn't have anything to base this off of. Right. So, does he handle it like, hey, don't sweat it, guys. They they were game planning for us. We don't care. We're practicing tomorrow. Move on. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Or does he chew on them, you know? I mean, you got you to gotta know the difference. Well, I think you can do a little bit of both. I think you can do a little bit of both where you, where, where you get uh, him both sides of it, where you got to break them. And then you gotta be able to say, all right, but don't worry about it. Here's where we're at. We 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 lacked in hustle on this side, but we'll fix that tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Fix the effort stuff. Right. Don't don't worry about the game plan. Game plan stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's come back and talk to Chris Felica, the, the bear. bear on ESPN Game Day. It's bottom line on a football Friday. Uh, brought to you by Coors Light. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get right to it, Harge. Come on. Oh, yeah. You can hear, you can see him on ESPN's College Game Day, and we're trying to hope that he comes in for game day here soon, too. But you know him as the bear, Chris Felica of ESPN's College Game Day. What's going on, Chris? Good, good morning. Yeah, well, I'm hoping we're uh, hoping we're going to get down there on September 7th for a little, uh, little uh, SEC Big 12 uh, contest down there. It's going to be uh, going on. It's been too long since the show's been to Austin. So hopefully uh, the, the Tigers and the Longhorns will take care of business early on and then we'll, we'll spoil the potential fun. Oh, hey, no hey, doubt. Chris, can you just make sure that happens, please? <laughs> I, 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 as you know, I make every decision with college Gandhi in my life. I, I, I rule by the iron fist, and my word is law. That's right. So, uh, regardless of what happens, we're there. That's right. Tell him like boss. It. I like that. So, Chris, let's get right into it. Um, the Big 12 is hot and heavy. Texas is on the rise. Oklahoma is still the four-time champion. But Iowa State, Baylor, there's so many teams that are in this Big 12. What have you noticed about the Big 12, and, and which team do you see coming out on top? I, I, I'm i not of the school of thought that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to step right into to Oklahoma and just continue what Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield have done the last couple of years. I, I, Jalen had a luxury in Alabama where he, he knew every time he set the field, it wasn't like, Okay, I have to score a touchdown this drive. Uh, if we don't score, fine. My defense is going to get out field. We're going to get a three and out. We're going to get another opportunity back on the field. And uh, just the way Alabama, the, the, the mindset there wasn't. They weren't going out there in, a, in, a, in an up and down type game. And he's not a pass first quarterback. Sure, he made some throws against Georgia uh, in the SEC championship game to lead them back. But uh, I just wonder if Lincoln's going to have to kind of adjust his offense a little bit to make Jalen a little bit more comfortable? And, and will he be able – say he gets in another 48-45 type up-and-down game in, uh, in Dallas and when I throw with the Longhorns, is he going to be comfortable uh, in that type of game? And will he potentially be able to keep pace with some of those offenses? Uh, I almost think we're headed towards a uh, in Oklahoma or Texas versus Baylor or Iowa State title game in the Big 12 this year. Uh, it's just because I think – uh, Iowa State, uh, even without Montgomery and Butler, uh, they, their defense is probably the best defense in the conference. And Baylor has the luxury of getting all of those big games at home. I was joking with uh, Stanford Steve yesterday on the podcast about uh, one of my favorite games this year is that Iowa State-Baylor game on September 28th because I think the winner there potentially is going to have a chance to own hybrids not only over the team they beat, but potentially Texas because Texas has to go both to, uh, to Ames and Waco as well. So that Baylor-Iowa State game at the end of September, I, I think is going to go a long way as well in determining uh, a birth in the Big 12 title game. Chris Felica, you are a genius <laughs> because I've said I think it's going to be a four-way tie in the Big 12 at 7-2 and two with Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa State, and Baylor. And because Baylor gets Iowa State, OU, and Texas in Waco, they get – Iowa State and OU and end up winning the tiebreaker and playing Texas in the Big 12 title game. So 
everyone thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> but now that well, you're saying now, it. Now, now you have the passenger in the front seat of the crazy mobile right there with you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You, you should have I... seen his eyes when you were saying that. He was like, that's what I've been trying to say. That's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> and and I've, I've said with Baylor, you know, getting those big games at home, once they get good again, that works in their favor in odd number of years. And, and, I, and I think people, I, I don't know your guys' opinion or feelings on this, but I, I still think maybe nationally, like uh, Baylor people just equate Art Bryles and everything that happened off the field with the scandal and just kind of have this like, eh. But I, I think people nationally need to understand and realize what Matt Rule has done going in there and like basically mm. cleaning it all out. They were competitive in first year. Uh, last year, getting into a and winning another bowl game, like they—they they are on the up, and he's kind of building that program in his own kind of image. Like he built up Temple and all the other places that he was along the way as an assistant. So, uh, if you're worried about being like Baylor, really, don't equate Baylor with anything that happened in the past. This is a, an entirely new regime, and uh, Matt Rule is certainly a guy that's very easy to report. And Charlie Brewer. I mean, yeah. I think he's. It could. I think the two best quarterbacks in the Big Twelve this year are Sam Ellinger and Charlie Brewer. I, I kind of agree with you on Jalen Hurts. I think p- teams are going to be able to pressure him. Um, I don't think he has the, the deep ball skill set that Kyler Murray had. He's a he's a good runner. He's not he's not the fastest guy in the field like Kyler Murray was. So, I, I agree with you, Chris Felica. I'm 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 feeling this right now. <laughs> feeling this. But, All right. So any other. Any other surprise teams? I mean, Baylor certainly uh, as a potential Big 12 title game. But any other teams in the Big 12 grabbing your attention, good or bad? I'm 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 curious. Uh, just uh, I mentioned this as well, like just how the whole coaching changed, the sweep that came in last year, and uh, in West Virginia, how their team will look, how Texas Tech will look with well, like, you know, Kansas will look different. Like, will those styles of ball really translate to being successful? In the Big 12, obviously, I can't just stand under Bill Star. They weren't up, an up-tempo, high-powered attack for the for the most part, and they're more defensive-minded. But uh, in places that are used to spreading the ball out and getting involved in a whole bunch of 55-50 games, I'd love to see how Daniel uh, Brown does and, and Matt Wells and some other guys down there. What, what's your take on uh, on Oklahoma State? Because I, I just kind of have this like weird feeling that they're going to get someone this year because. Yeah, Justice Hill is gone, but I think Cuba Hubbard is better. And Tyler Wallace could make the case is one of the best, if not the best player in the conference. Uh, you hear great things about Gundy and how he likes Spencer Sanders. So it almost seems like this is one of those years where, where no one's really expecting much at Oklahoma State, but they're going to step up to get, to get somebody and look up at the end of the year, and then to be sitting there potentially not as great. Well, the fact that he had to change his offensive coordinator because Yersich went to Ohio State and he goes and gets the the guy from Princeton. Uh, Gundy's had success on offense. I think their offense will be okay. the The thing that scares me about Oklahoma State is defensively. Right. They brought in yeah. Knowles, and it, they took a step back. And they have less talent, in my opinion, on defense this year than they had last year. So, was that a good hire? Is that working? Because I'm not sold on Oklahoma State's defense. I see them as as a 500 team again. Okay. Yes, yeah, that, that's why I asked you. I, I'm not as familiar with their defensive personnel this year. I haven't fully dug. I, I, I just 
I guess you just come to expect, you know, they're going to put up a bunch of points and potentially pull some up. So, I, so that's why I asked you. I mean, they're, they're one of those swing teams right. on a lot of the like, – with Iowa State and Baylor and, and, and Texas and Oklahoma, like playing up, play Oak State. Like that's, that's potentially an upset type drop. Another team that uh, could affect the title race maybe if they're not in themselves. Well, and for you, Chris, last thing on that, they have a five-game winning streak over Texas in Austin. It's the longest such streak by any team in Texas football history in in Austin. It's crazy because Texas used to always find a way to come back and beat Oklahoma State. Right. Didn't matter how big a lead Oak State had, and now Oak State is the team that owns Texas in Austin. So keep that little nugget for yourself. I will. I like that. <laughs> So we're talking to the Bear, Chris Felica of College Game Day. And one team that you hadn't mentioned and I'm high on is TCU. I just think Gary Patterson with his team and him coming back after a bad year, he's returning, I believe, like nine starters on defense. And he's re- he's got his defensive lineman back. I I like what they're doing at TCU. What are your thoughts on the Horn Frogs? Yeah, they, 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 Gary's one of, the, one of those guys who just have to put on the trust list after a bad year. I mean, remember after in, in 2013 they struggled, then 2014 they almost found themselves in the, uh, the the college football playoffs. So that that wouldn't surprise me. I don't know a whole lot of that. They've had such bad quarterback play the last couple of years. Uh, I, I don't know if Dalton or the other kid is uh, uh, the, the guy to come in and solve that problem. But but you would expect Gary uh, to be able to figure it out defensively and keep his team. Uh, in some games, I don't know if they're as talented as the other four teams that we mentioned, but but certainly they're capable of uh, of beating some teams in that league. Yeah, they'll rise up and and get somebody. They love the freshman quarterback Max Duggan. Duggan, yeah, okay. that that guy. They really like him, and they're waiting on Justin Rogers' knee. To, he had the Jalen Smith nerve endings. They're waiting to come back. Um, who's your final four, Chris Felica? Uh, I, I think if. It's where I really haven't gone through and done the entire four yet. Like just in terms of like picking the national champion. Like if, if you're not picking either Alabama, or Georgia, <laughs> you're really just trying to be the the, the attention guy. And I, and I know I know you'll remember back in uh, uh, 1992 or, or, or 93 rather. Although, uh, no, 92. I might we'll, we'll date ourselves here. Like remember that Corky Simpson, the writer who had Alabama voted number one throughout the entire. He was the only guy voting Alabama number one instead of Miami, and then they want to play in the Sugar Bowl and Alabama won, and uh, Corky Simpson wind up being right. But he's not picking <laughs> Alabama, Georgia, or, or, uh, or Clemson this year. Uh, I, I think you're just looking for a little bit of reaction. And then that being said, I do think Georgia's in a great position ultimately to finally uh, get the chip this year. Uh, I think the demise of their wide receivers is greatly exaggerated. Demetrius Robertson was one of the, uh, if not the best wide receiver recruit in the country last year. Uh, transferred in last year, things didn't go. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, he's fully in this year. He's good to go. They've recruited greatly. Uh, they've got some guys, two coaches that brought on defense who are going to get after the quarterback. Um, they remind me a lot of Alabama in 2009, where the year before in the SEC championship, they couldn't get past Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow in that Florida team, led them in the fourth quarter. I gave it away. It drove them the following year. And while they, this is potentially be the third shot they would get at Alabama in the SEC title game, it would not surprise me at all to finally see uh, Georgia and Kirby Smart, those guys, break through. And I, I think Georgia has a, 
uh, as much talent as anybody in the country. And, and, and who knows? I mean, Clemson will be in the playoffs just because no one in the ACC uh, is going to beat him. And I can easily see us sitting here on uh, the first uh, Sunday or Saturday in December trying to figure out, okay, we're putting both Alabama and Georgia in the playoff again, along with Clemson, and uh, where, where does that put the Big 12 champ or, or, or someone else that might step out there. So the Big 10 champ as well, they're going to get left out for three straight years. It, it seems like we're going to be having a lot of the same uh, conversations come uh, first weekend of December this year that we were last year. All right, Chris Felica, can you, can you stay with us for a, another segment? Yeah. Is that possible? Okay, because I, I got a couple of things I want to ask you about uh, Alabama and Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, we'll come back with Chris Felica, the Bear, on ESPN Game Day. We'll do it next right here on The Bottom Line, brought to you by Coors Light. Talking to Chris Felica, the Bear, on ESPN Game Day. Chris is going to do everything he can to try and get Game Day here for Texas LSU. We really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Chris, thanks I've for. Already made, I, already, I already made the call and break. It's done. We're good. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, we'll uh, we'll take you out. We'll take you out. Uh, That's right. Um, actually, you have the ESPN expense account. You can take <laughs> us out. No kidding. All right. So, um, and thanks for for hanging on with us, Chris. So Alabama, I I thought you know they get housed forty four to sixteen by Clemson in the national championship, and I that's the first time I felt like the the coaching. Uh, carousel at Alabama had caught up to Saban that Tosh Lapoy was not he wasn't a championship caliber defensive coordinator um, Saban's done a good job of bringing in you know becoming the halfway house for fired coaches to become analysts and ultimately replacements for the guys who keep getting hired off his staff what do you think about that I, I, I think there's some credence to it I, I think the fact that he had such a constant Turnover on his on his coaching staff, I think that uh, did potentially have an effect on, on everything. And just, I mean, I mean, look what happened in the a couple of years ago as well when you're uh, you're shuttling between Lane and Sark uh, right from the going from the the semifinals to the to the title game. And, 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 I, and I think just not hearing a consistent voice over a couple of years in turnover. I mean, look, look did take a, a guy like a, a Josh Rosen at UCLA, uh, having what three offensive coordinators in three years. He just how it uh, affected him and saw his production uh, uh, decline, uh, if you want to say UCLA. So I, I, I think any time you're, uh, for, for, I, I talk to uh, Kirk and some other guys and Pollock enough where, like, college athletes are like creatures of habit and routine. Like they're used to the same thing or training table, class, practice, or whatever it is, the order, hearing the same voices, seeing the same people. Anything that kind of disrupts the routine is a little bit different. Anything that takes you out of your routine obviously won't have you ready to play your best. I I do think there's something to do that. I'm curious to see uh, what happens this year, but by by all accounts, Dylan Moses is ready to have an unbelievable year. But but I, I do think there's a question going into the year, like what we saw from Tua at the end of the year, was that a result? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just 
him being hurt? Was it a, a result of the book maybe being out on him a little bit? Uh, what, what was it? Because, I mean, he didn't throw a pick first, what, eight games of the year? And then the final six, he threw, he threw at least one every game. So uh, I do think that there is something to a, a little bit of a question maybe in some people's minds as to whether, all right, was that just because they played a whole bunch of bad teams early on and he padded up the stats, and then when he wanted to play in Georgia and Auburn and, and, and Clemson, he, he wound up struggling. So uh, I, I don't think Alabama is this lock to win the SEC. And I touched on it before with Georgia. Like, I, I think Georgia's right there. I mean, gosh, what are the things for uh, – for 120 minutes of football or whatever it was the last couple of years, Alabama led for like four minutes in the game. Right. Or something like that. It's something ridiculous like that. So Georgia's right there with them. So we're talking to Chris Felica, the Bear, on, from ESPN College Game Day. And, Bear, I want to ask you about Nebraska. Uh, I'm, I'm really bullish on Scott Frost and Martinez, and I know he's a dark horse for the Heisman Trophy. What are your thoughts on Nebraska, and do they have a chance to play in the Big Ten Championship? They certainly have a chance to, to, to play in the Big Ten Championship game. You look at that division, and you can really make an – if you really want to be truthful, uh, anybody other than Illinois, you, you could make a case for, for for playing in that game. I don't know if this is the – it's funny, Steve and I were having this conversation again yesterday about uh, their win total being eight and a half. And, and we kind of leaned on the side of, you know what, we'd lean on playing under uh, just because of their defense I still think needs to improve a little bit. Uh, can Adrian Martinez stay healthy? Uh, so people are so high, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to finish 8-4 and four and potentially win that uh, half of the Big Ten. Look at what Northwestern did last year, uh, bringing the record that they brought into the Big Ten championship game. And, oh, by the way, we're in the game with Ohio State in the fourth quarter. So I am bullish as well with you on Nebraska long-term. I just don't know if this year is the year. I think they need one more cycle of coming through, uh, getting a better defensive scheme and better defensive talent in there and having guys get used to that because Martinez is the guy. Uh, he, he's going to bring some other offensive guys in. So while I, I like them long term, I don't know if this is the year that they all ultimately break through under that 10-win team that I think a lot of people think they can be. Talking to Chris Felica, check out uh, his podcast with Stanford Steve called Stanford Steve and the Bear. Um, Chris, let's stay in the Big Ten and then I'll ask you about the – the Pac-12, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's had three 10-win seasons, but he hasn't beaten Ohio State. The Buckeyes under Ryan Day, they think he's their Lincoln Riley. They're playing in Ann Arbor this year. You know, Harbaugh finally has a, a quarterback who's in his second year. Of course, it's another transfer in Shea Patterson. But your thoughts on Michigan, Ohio State, in that division of the Big Ten. Well, it's interesting because me, uh, you mentioned Har- Harbaugh being un- uh, winless against Ohio State. He's also winless at home against both Ohio State and Michigan State, and they get mm. both teams in Ann Arbor this year. So that's a little – we're, we're trading nuggets. You're giving me Oklahoma State nuggets. <laughs> and, I, and I'm giving you Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State nuggets. So there, there, there we go, good barter system. But, but I think we talk about a lot of the assistant coaching moves that were made this year. And Alex Quint's going to Oklahoma and Kendall Bryles going to Florida State. I think Josh Gaddis leaving Alabama and going to Michigan, I think that will do wonders for their offense. Uh, Maybe not necessarily with play calling, but just the personality that he has uh, to be around Shea Patterson and Tariq Black and Peoples-Jones and some of the receivers that they have. He will go in there and make an impact. 
I still have to approach the year where that Ohio State is the team to beat just because I'm one of those stubborn guys. Like, until I see it happen, I'm not going to believe it's going to happen. Yep. Um, but it, I, I still think that there is also a question and it's the argument in the bubble that people would, would ask, like, is Justin Fields actually good? Right. Uh, the last time we saw him was on the field in that botched fake punt against, against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Uh, you have people that tell you that have seen him at practice this year, last year at Georgia, that athletically he is as physically talented uh, and has as much athletic ability as anybody they've ever seen. And then you hear reports of him scrimmages in Columbus that he, he hasn't been great. So I, I think Ohio State's a tough team that can step out and win nine games just because of the talent that they have. But uh, when, when they go to Lincoln, when they play Penn State, when they go to Michigan, uh, th- th- those are the three games that they're, they're going to need something from Justin Fields in terms of being a thrower uh, to win those games. And I mentioned Penn State, and they're kind of the, the forgotten team, I think, a little bit uh, in, in the Big Ten East. A lot of people are focusing on Michigan State. But Penn State is a team that has recruited – as well as almost anybody in the, I don't want to say Alabama, uh, Georgia, Clemson, good, but but they're pretty darn close, and they are loaded with sophomores at every level of the skill positions, and they have a schedule where they're going to open five and zero, oh, and then they go to Iowa for game six, and that game, if they've come together and matured by then, and Sean Clifford is the guy, or Slate, one of the other running backs, has stepped in, uh, and Hamlin and Sorter and, and Joe Johnson has stepped in and uh, taken over a wide receiver, they're going to have one of the best defenses in the conference they're a team that like if i could buy stock in 2020 i would be loading up on penn state stock for next year but at the by the end of the year the second half of the year when michigan goes to state college and penn state goes to ohio state i would not want to play uh penn state because they're super talented we, we talked about alabama can they finally or georgia rather can they finally break through and beat alabama it's been the same thing the last couple of years with penn state and ohio state it's a little smaller scale but Penn State's had Ohio State beat in the last couple of years and gave the game away. Blew a big lead in Columbus in the fourth quarter a couple of years ago with Barkley. Blew another double-digit fourth quarter lead last year in State College. So their talent is right there with Ohio State. It's just a question of whether they can finish. And actually, I have a nice little 20-25 to 1 ticket on Penn State to win the Big Ten just as because I think the way things shake out, the Nick Lions are certainly worth a... Uh, I love it. I love it. Bold call from Chris Felica. Thanks so much, Chris. It's the bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. In the immortal words of Judy Brown, happiness is a choice. We're happy you're spending some time with us on a free-for-all football Friday. Hope you'll take a second right now to give the gift of life by signing up to become an organ donor at DonateLifeTexas.org. And want to give uh, a couple shout-outs first to Chris Felica of ESPN Game Day for hanging with us. Uh, an extra segment, great stuff. I get to talk to him the rest of the show for crying out loud. The guy is, uh, he just, uh, he, he gets into it like I get into it. Like, I go through every game and see little points of a schedule where a team might be, uh, tired because they haven't had a bye and and all that stuff and that's exactly how he broke down Baylor's schedule. I totally agree with him that the Iowa State Baylor game in Waco is enormous. It's the conference opener um, for for Baylor on September twenty eighth. 
and uh, for Iowa State as well. And typically, that's when you see some some fireworks happen, some upsets happen. When you think you know a team or they think they know a team or they have a certain uh, image of a team from last year and lo and behold, that team is completely different in some way because of personnel or scheme change, coordinator, whatever. And I think that Iowa State and Baylor are big-time disruptors this year in the Big 12. And, oh, wow, they play each other to open the conference season. And I agree with Chris Felica, the winner of that game, gets a leg up and potentially working their way to the Big 12 championship game because you've got some interesting stuff on the schedule. The fact that Baylor gets Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Texas all in Waco in the same year, and the fact that the three strongest teams in the Big 12 right now are perceived to be Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, and Baylor gets them all in Waco. They're they're going to get somebody, and it's it's going to be fascinating. It could ultimately end up uh, hurting the Big 12 in terms of uh, the champion maybe having two losses and missing the playoff, but we'll see. That That day is coming, too, for the college football playoff. A conference champion with two losses. The committee loves conference champions. Are they going to elevate a one-loss non-conference champion over a two-loss conference champion who might have a stronger strength of schedule than the one-loss team. That day's coming. Uh, I want to give a couple shout-outs, too, to Alex and Sergio at Auto Service Experts. Uh, fans of the show caught up with them yesterday. They're taking care of uh, Skinny Legends Jetta. He needs a new O-ring and I don't know, oil cooling gasket or something. So, Alex, Sergio, appreciate you. And uh, and great times last night over at uh, Cover 2 with uh, a whole bunch of our our fans. So That's interesting because I texted you yesterday about if we were going to watch the game. Well, I was kind of all over the place because I was having to run my son around. Okay, so to, la- last second stop at the Cover 2. Last second, right. yeah. Then I had to run him some other places and it it happened to be in the neighborhood of cover two i went back and forth out of cover two three times yesterday yeah wow like i never go out breakfast lunch and dinner right and and yesterday people were out so i was like and i'm in the neighborhood so i'm out let's do this did you get a chance to take skinny legends xbox and see if you can not yet sign in okay weekend plans right so i'm gonna do some uh binge watching of of hard knocks once i get into the and all access and all access i recorded all access last night at midnight so i'll watch that today okay. i'll have i'll have a full report on monday and that comes out every tuesday or every other tuesday i think i think it's been mm. every other tuesday okay but i have to check and see if maybe they changed it maybe they're so much content maybe there's so much content and uh and excitement about the Texas Longhorns. I mean, think about this, and we'll get to Malcolm Epps here in a second. We got Goose coming up in the next segment. 
Think about this. The long since the Longhorn Network launched in twenty January of twenty eleven, Texas has been garbage. And they're finally back to a double digit win season, coming off a double digit win season. Season tickets are at an all time high. A brilliant move by Chris Del Conte to tie the LSU. You can't buy single game LSU tickets. You gotta buy the season ticket package. I think that's helped. And and there's a lot of really good home games coming in the near future when you think about Alabama and Ohio State and on and on Michigan down the road but this LHN has never had this kind of anticipation and sort of a consensus that Texas's arrow is finally pointed up and and with the way that Tom Herman's recruiting could stay up that this could be a a solid arrow pointed up, not a wavering in the wind uh, weather vane arrow. Well, you no, know? Hopefully it stays that way for all sports across the board. Yeah. I mean, football's the driver of everything Texas, but well, if Shaka gets it together. Speaking of Shaka, we haven't even mentioned this, but it Texas is hiring Kansas's strength coach. So Daniel Roos, who was the strength coach, uh, is going back to VCU, I guess, because of family stuff, or who knows, maybe it gotten stale. Maybe Shaka lowered the boom. But uh, Andrea Hudy, who's the strength coach at Kansas, is coming to Texas to join Shaka. So, good move, Shaka. Well, then baseball announced yesterday Houston Street is coming on right. as a student assistant coach. As a volunteer assistant. Got to mm. have... Names everywhere. Right. And Houston Street, a big part of the reason that they got uh, Troy Tulowitzki to come in. And, I mean, Tulo can help him with fielding. He can help him with hitting. And so nice addition there for David Pierce. And then you get... Houston Street, the the ace on that 05 National Championship team. Come on, man. Back when Longhorn Network was in the discussion. Look how great Texas is at everything. They right. should have their own network. Right. I mean, that run, that decade of excellence, I call it the golden era of Texas sports, the first decade of the 2000s, made Texas... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The lottery winner uh, of realignment in 2010. And they landed a third tier network that will never be seen again. Ever. They landed a $300 million 20-year contract from ESPN that really was an investment by ESPN in making sure that Texas never left the Big 12. Because that money and the way that they structured that contract 
Remember, it's backloaded. It it averages 15 million a year, 300 million for 20 years. But the first couple of years, it was like six million, seven million, eight million. All the money is in the final years, and it doesn't end until 32. So, just keep that in mind, folks. The the tier one and tier two TV contracts of the Big 12 end in 25. That's a problem. That's a problem. Uh, if if we're going to get to a situation where, you know, you're trying to get a Big 12 network together and really the, this Big 12 now, the, the ESPN Plus uh, digital third tier network, it, it's going to include content from every school in the Big 12 except for Texas and Oklahoma. That's probably as close as we're going to get honestly, right now. All right, let's come back. We'll talk to Goose Gosselin. We'll do it next right here on The Bottom Line, brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, yeah, baby, free-for-all football Friday, Bob Seeger. That means that our man, the only Spartan we will ever have as a guest on this show, except for Tom Izzo, the one and only Goose Gosselin, guru, NFL guru, follow him, at Rick Gosselin, numeral nine, talkoffamenetwork.com. The man is on every committee at the NFL Hall of Fame. Goose, how you doing? You ever had Nick Poles on the show? Oh, yeah, darn it. You're right. I'm not the only Spartan you've had in that show. You're right. He learned well. He learned well. Learned how to be a winner. <sighs> I was in Arizona. I try to forget those years from the Nick Foles bio. I consider him a wildcat <laughs> from the desert. Yeah, I, I got a release uh, about another book John Bacon wrote about the Michigan program. I'm going to get about last year's season, the Jim Harbaugh, what this season means. Have you have you seen that book yet? You know, I need to get it because I've read uh, I read John's book. He's good. Of, Bacon's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He. I like him because he goes in. You know, he tells you the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's how I try to approach it. You know who taught me that? My man, Goose Gosselin. When I was at the Dallas Morning News covering the Cowboys, Goose said, hey, you keep going in there and digging because when you have the facts on your side, they may not like you, but they have to respect you. And you were right, Goose. And look at you. Highly respected journalist now. Highly respected. Thank you, Goose. Appreciate you. All right, so, Goose, I said I'm going to ask you every week, your thoughts on the the contract offers for for Dak, Zeke, and Amari. So give us your your thoughts this week on where those stand and the whether the Cowboys fans should be on the ledge or not. Well, that, that forty million figure went away quickly. That got shot down by a number of people. <laughs> um, and and the thirty million, I I, I think. 30 and 40, I, I can I can see 30 being low, 40 being high. I think he's going to set up between 34 and 35, 34 and 36 million. And I think the timetable, they got to get him done by the final preseason game. And that'll give him about 10 days to get Zeke done. And I think in a best-case scenario, that's what happens. They'll pay Dak his money because he's got to be the first one they pay. He's got the biggest chunk of the cap. Pay him. Now, if they don't get Dak done by the end of the preseason, then I think Zeke could miss time. And okay. I think it'll, the, the, 
DAC negotiations dragging in September, and that pushes the Zeke thing back. And, you know, we all saw it happen in 93 when Emmitt Smith held up. He lost two games. And I think Zeke is, to, the, to this Cowboy team, what Emmitt was to that Cowboy team, you know, the, the best player on the team, the most valuable player on the team. So we'll see how long uh, Jerry's got this talent for, uh, for a, a, another running back holdout. Talking to Goose Goslin. Um, Goose, in hindsight, should the Cowboys have pressed to get the Dak Prescott deal done before the Russell Wilson deal? But more importantly, I mean, they didn't see the Carson Wentz deal coming in. It's, it's the Carson Wentz deal that's really screwing up the Cowboys because that deal drives Dak to $34 million per year because he can he and his agent can say, we've done more than him. We We – you know that you have to pay us at least Carson Wentz money. Yeah, should, in, in hindsight, yeah, they should have got it done earlier. But it's like you said, they didn't see the Wentz deal coming. Yeah, without the Wentz deal, they're they're not in this position, and that's that. That's what caught them off guard. Um, this is, and you know, I was, was going to use, you know, the, the Cowboys said they don't want to, you know, set the market for these three players. They set the market with Demarcus Lawrence. They said it was Zach Martin. They said it was Charles Frederick. They said it was Tyron Smith. But they lead the league in setting markets for players at positions. Mm. I, I tend to think they're, they're going to probably end up overpaying Dak, Zeke, and Cooper and setting the market for at least one of them at their position. And this is crazy because you're paying all these guys before you win. Usually you pay guys after you've won. I don't think giving them – millions and millions of dollars increases the incentive to win. So I'm curious to see how this thing plays out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you let Dak go into the year and do you end up in a franchise tag situation like they did with Des Bryant? No, they, they'll get Dak done. The franchise tag will be for something they use on Zeke. Okay. And I, I do think if, if the scenario I lay it out, if they get Dak done by the end of the preseason and they got 10 days to get Zeke done, and I do think, you know, Zeke probably is there opening day, they get that done. And then I think Cooper gets done in October or November. I mean, they'll, they'll get that done. He's the, the least of the three that they've got to deal with. But that's if they get Dak done by the end of the preseason, which is they have, what, two weeks left now? So they got to get hustling on that. If they don't get him done, then I think it's going to be a, a, a different kind of start without Elliott. And they've got money under the cap. I mean, talk about the finances. And the cap's going to grow. The, the, the cap's going to grow too. You know, there's going to be a lot more money in, the, in this cap over the next two, three years. You know, they, they can they can do these contracts, but you know, he doesn't want to set the market. Right, right. Change. This is Stephen trying to add some fiscal responsibility to the franchise. If this was Jerry, you guys all would be done. They'd all be overpaid. <laughs> Everybody's happy, and nobody's winning championships. But no, Stephen's saying, look, let's let's. Let's be smart here. We can't we can't pay him what they're paying Russell Wilson, who's won a Super Bowl and, and, and gone to another. We can't pay him what they're paying Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and these people. And, and in, in the old days, Jerry West said, just pay him. Well, I'm going on the record, Goose, and saying that the Carson Wentz contract is going to go down as one of the worst contracts in NFL history because Carson Wentz is, t- is already too cracked ver- or whatever – fractured vertebra into this thing. I know he's young, but I, I just don't see it. I don't get it, but that's that's me. If you don't if you don't have a quarterback, there, there's a fear of the unknown. 
if we don't have Carson Wentz, then who? If we don't have Dak Prescott, then who? You know, they looked at Foles' age. They looked at what they paid for Wentz, and they made the decision to keep Wentz. You know that that's that's the investment they made to get that second pick of the draft. So they're going. They're, they went all in on Wentz. You know, let's see how Foles does in Jacksonville. I, that 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 could be a pretty good team this year, in in a loaded division. Um, yeah, Foles. Uh, Foles is going to be real interesting to watch this year with that team because they can play defense and they should be able to run the ball for that. Goose Andrew. Yeah, I think I think I think the Wentz thing. It's they went all in on them. Yeah, you know, pans out. And I do think that the team that wins the East this year will be either Dallas or Philly. And I think that the quarterback that has the better season will be the quarterback of the championship team, whether it's Wentz or Prescott. It all comes down to that. Dallas Cowboys, baby. All right, Andrew Luck. This 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 is like to me. This is Kawhi Leonard in the San Antonio Spurs waiting to happen. The, the Colts medical staff or the Colt, the people the Colts are taking Andrew Luck to can't diagnose this injury. Players don't trust teams' medical staffs anymore. Kawhi left the Spurs over it. Right. I mean, Andre Guadala got shipped out for questioning the medical staff of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, what on earth is going on with the Colts medical staff and Andrew Luck and the ability to diagnose this injury? Oh, well, yeah, same thing about San Antonio and Leonard. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, go find a specialist. Go to Dr. Andy. Find somebody who can fix it. Find somebody who knows what they're doing. Mm. Um, this is your franchise quarterback. you got a lot of money invested. you got a lot of money invested in his health. I don't, I don't know what the problem is up there, but this is, this is potentially an ugly situation. They need him on the field. And you saw him last year. I, I thought the Colts... Colts may be the sleeper team this year if Luck is healthy for 60 Yeah, they got a great offensive line, their defense. Darius Leonard, I mean. It's all there. They got weapons. They got they got a running game. It's it's all there if he's healthy. And the fact that the medical the medical staff is spinning its wheels, I mean, that's Jimmy Ursay's got to look that. Say, let's, let's get this thing fixed, people. I don't know why Ursay hasn't injected himself into the situation at this point. Yeah. I mean, this is uh... – this is a game changer, and you know, I got the Jags, so watch out, baby. So, were you impressed with Cooper Rush the other night? <laughs> oh, I—I I mean, I love that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it closely enough. But this is—I mean, Harge is losing his mind, and Harge had to go to a funeral, so he's—he's he's out. But he's—he yeah. wants the Cowboys to go get Terod Taylor. You know, it, give me Terod Taylor as the backup quarterback. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't take Cooper Rush anymore. I mean, here's, what here's do you think? Line, here's the bottom line. I'm, I'm, I chart all these things. Since 2000, league-wide, if your number one quarterback, if your first option is on the field, you win 53% of the time. If you lose your starting quarterback and have to play your second option, league-wide since 2000, Teams win at a 43% clip. If you go to the to the, your third option, third quarterback, you win 33% of the time. Mm. If you do your fourth quarterback, you're, you're in the team. You're done. The bottom line is you, you, your quarterback can't get hurt. It doesn't matter who's there. They, the Cowboys have gone that route with Matt Castle, with Brandon Whedon. They tried to bring in a veteran guy. Hasn't worked. John Kitna. I mean, it, it, it doesn't work. History says if you lose your starting quarterback, you're screwed. 
And, and the, the Packers are screwed if they lose Rodgers. The Patriots are screwed if they lose Brady. The Saints are screwed if they lose Brees. And the Cowboys are screwed if they lose Prescott. Jeez. It doesn't matter who you got back yeah. there. One thing I liked about Cooper Rush the other day, he didn't make mistakes. When you got to go to your backup quarterback, you tell him, don't beat us. Don't make the play that beats us. Don't yeah. turn the ball over. Don't take the sack. And, and Rush didn't turn the ball over. He didn't take a sack, you know, unlike Mike White. And I think that's that's what you want in a backup quarterback, a guy who doesn't beat himself. And, and Rush, he, he had a good two-minute drill, a two-minute drive at the end of the first half. I think he's, he's he's functional. But the days of having Randall Cunningham and Bernie Kosar and Steve Berline, your backups, are over. Yeah. And secondly, you can't bring in a veteran backup right now that's making more than Dak Prescott. Oh. If they brought in a guy now, you'd have a guy making more than Dak Prescott. Oh. Which, so I think tell how give hard the bad news. Look yeah. Like Cooper Rush. Man. Goose, that's why we bring you on, man. You're the voice of reason. And, of course, <laughs> the one backup quarterback who bucked all those numbers, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. All right, Goose, okay. you, you are the man. Um, unfortunately, we're up against the break. But, hey, we'll talk to you next week, my okay. man. Okay. Look forward to it. All right, okay. Goose Gosselin right there. We'll come back with a chip shot. Bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. Oh, yeah, baby. My man, uh, Harbaugh Harch, is uh, unfortunately having to go to a funeral. Uh, heartbreaking. God bless uh, Harge and Lindsay and and, um, and the family members involved in that. And uh, Salty is here, and she's throwing out the first pitch tonight at the Dell Diamond. So come on. Yep, went out and practiced come last on. night. Yeah, she... Ready to go. Got her dad to go out and let's have a catch, Dad. Let's have a yeah. catch. It took some convincing to get him out there. Well, I can't quite recall, but it looked like he was wearing nice clothes. Uh, I think he was wearing like some work slacks and a polo. Right, like. So. What a guy. I mean. What a guy. He didn't even change. He didn't get into, like, a dry fit T-shirt and shorts. No. He like. Like I did. Like you grabbed him right out of the car home from work. I pretty much did when he got home. Yeah. It was a hundred eight degrees and. Yeah, we wait. We waited till about eight fifteen to go out there. We got the last glimpse of the sun. See, I admire you for for practice. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because I clearly did not practice. I was going to throw the ball over the... I was going to try and throw the ball into the press box because my man Cappy had said, you know, some stuff to me that mm-hmm. made me want to throw the ball at him. Mm-hmm. And then Harge is like, oh, you're going to blow out your shoulder. And I'm like, I cannot blow out my shoulder after blowing out my foot. Right. So then I ended up becoming a cricket pitcher. But I'm I'm one of these people. I mean, it was right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And perfect cricket pitch. Uh, bounced it in the grass, which is really nice. Um, so do whatever you want, Salty. I'm not one of these people who's like, you better not bounce it. You bounce the hell out of that thing if you want. My goal is to make it to the plate, and I'm hoping that it's somewhat straight. Okay. If I get it at least that far, I'm good. I My, think what worries me is that it's only one pitch, and 
every like three pitches I can get a decent one in there. So right, we'll have so, to see which one comes right, out. Right. I like that. Um, and it's my goal to be there. It's my plan. I won't hold it against you if you don't make it. But you and Reed Ryan, are you kidding me? That's what a duo. And the Round Rock Express and the Astros farm system, are you kidding me? So yeah. that's my plan. All right, so great stuff today uh, with Chris Felica, if, if the bear from game day. We had him for two segments. I think it was fantastic stuff, so make sure you check out the podcast page and make sure you go to our Facebook page and check out the football, the bottom line football preview that we did yesterday with Tim Crowder, uh, Taylor S. Dishorns, 24-7, Brian Davis of the Statesman, Chris Hummer, national college football writer for 24-7 Sports. And I thought there was some really, really good conversation, really good uh, takes about the upcoming season for the Longhorns, the Big 12, Texas A&M, Cowboys, and Texans. And yesterday after practice, we got a chance to talk to Harge's new favorite player, Malcolm Epps. Now, Malcolm Epps, they list him at 6'7", and... He looks 6'7". He also looks like he's 30. He kind of has that Greg Oden quality. You know how they say black don't crack? Well, sometimes it do look old, you know? Um, and that's, that's our man Malcolm Epps. Let's, let's first hear about how he's really 19, uh, and then we'll get to my favorite answer from him. How old are you, first off? 19 years of age. 19? You look 30. That's what I get that a lot. You know? Yeah? I mean, what do you, what do you, do people are just amazed? Yeah, people think I'm lying when I tell them my actual age, but in all reality, yeah. I'm... You carry your birth certificate around with you? I just, I, I have a tattoo that says I'm estimated in, established in 2000. Established. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Right. So it's right there for everybody. Is it? Established in 2000. I was just listening to the audio this morning when I was cutting these clips up, and I had to go to the video on texasports.com and look at him, and he is a grown man. Oh, yeah. Grown no, man. He, he absolutely is. And and he's a, he's a quote factory. So I asked him if this Texas team is finally a player led team Malcolm Epps is this a player led team most definitely Sam Ellinger Taquan Graham Devin DuVernay Kyler Johnson Brandon Jones they lead this team extremely well and he he goes on to talk about how if the young guys mess up that he goes after them and polices them before the coaches get a chance to do it and I don't know if we have that or not but the way he talks I absolutely believe him. I mean, this guy's a redshirt freshman. He's a redshirt freshman, and he he sounds like he's like he's thirty. Listen, listen to my man Malcolm Epps here. Talking to Bill Jordan every once in a while. I see him once in a while. I tell him I play with him on Madden or something like that. But yeah. that's, that's the big bro. When I got here, I talked to him all the time because we both love the hoop and we just we just talked all the time. So, Malcolm Epps, he is. Uh, I, I I love it and. Look, I, like I said, he's a redshirt freshman. If and he, when I asked him if they're a player-led team, he ticked off all the names, and that's key. If you have the leadership, everybody knows who the leaders are, and that's that's why I'm I'm buying the fact 
that Texas is a player-led team and that if they hit adversity in week one against Louisiana Tech the way that they have against Maryland and Cal and BYU the last six years, that Texas will not look to the coaches this year and say, what do we do, what do we do? They'll look to each other and say, here's what we're going to do. And that's a huge difference. All right, we'll come back, give you a couple nuggets, send you off to your weekend. Uh, Make your plans now. Put it in your phone. Go to the Dell Diamond tonight and watch Reed Ryan get inducted into the Round Rock Express Hall of Fame. And Salty throwing out the first pitch. Bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, It's bottom line brought to you by Coors Light. Coors Light has uh, a commercial out that says... uh, in addition to being the world's most refreshing beer, it is the official beer of being done wearing a bra, and it shows a woman uh, taking off her bra under her shirt and pulling it out of her sleeve, which is a, a great trick that every woman knows how to do. So, Salty, is that accurate? I mean, not, I mean, it's kind of the best part of your day? Yeah. Okay. It's it's before you get on the couch or lay in bed. That's what you do. Yeah. And it's you're you're home at that point. I think this is kind of a brilliant play by Coors Light to our female drinkers, our female uh, consumers of the world's most refreshing beer. I think it's brilliant. Um, let's go to the phones. Our man, SEC Chad. I mean, he's SEC Chad, but he really should be LSU Chad. Right, Chad? That is correct, sir. I mean, hey, you're all about the Tigers. Yes, sir. Uh, so, usually about this time of year when you're a top 10 preseason pick like both of these teams are, you know, the fan bases have a lot more confidence in, you know, going to a game like this they're going to win than being pessimistic about losing. Um, and so, I, I was going to share with you what I'm seeing so far from the LSU fan base on why they're confident they're going to win and what they're worried about. But I was curious yeah. to see what you're seeing as the big reason UT fans are optimistic up for this game and then what they're most worried about. So from the LSU side, um, the optimism is on the defense, and, and, and I share that optimism because I see it being the best defense we've had since 2011, um, which was oh, yeah. the be- that's the best LSU team probably ever, even though they didn't win the national championship. Um, they just had to play Alabama twice, which is never good. And then the, the pessimism is the offensive line, and it's – wasn't a, uh, a strength last year. It's supposed to be the most improved unit this year, uh, but they're racking up a few injuries and it's getting really thin. Um, so, if if there is any any worry, it's you know Burrow having to get the ball very quickly uh, because he's not going to have time like he didn't have time all last year. So, okay, uh, all right. Then I will give you the 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 Texas counterpoints. Um, I think. The uh, the optimism is Sam Ellinger in the offense and it being a home game, uh, which sets up the marquee matchup of Sam Ellinger against what you just called the best LSU defense since 2011, which is saying a lot, and I don't doubt it. I mean, LSU's got depth, and they've got a 368-pound nose tackle, for crying out loud. Uh, my man, Tyler Shelvin. So, uh I think the a pe- slim down a slim down three sixty eight. A slim down three sixty eight, exactly. I think, I think he's 
actually down to like 340 or so, and, and, and as Coach O says, he's looking svelte. Svelte. I don't think he used that word. He used a similar word. Well, the yeah, the I would say the pessimism for Texas fans is that, um, you know, going up against that LSU defense, you know, it's going to be tough. But also the inexperienced corners of the Texas defense going up against Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and and Terrace Marshall, um, if. Because I think Burrow is underrated. I think he's a lot like Sam Ellinger. He's a he's a blood and guts guy. He's tough. He'll run. He'll get hit, and you know for the most part makes good decisions. and And I thought played. I thought he got better as the year went on last year. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of similarities between those two. They they have uh, a cocky confidence that the rest of the team loves. Um, good but not great arms and make good decisions, and, yeah, they'll stick their nose in there probably a little bit more than they than they should. And I think on Ellinger's side, even more so, because I think the quality of backup right now, which is weird, at LSU is a little stronger than the quality of backup at uh, uh, at, at Texas. I, I think Texas can ill afford Sam to get hurt more so than LSU can with, with, uh, with Burrow. But, yeah, the, the wide receivers is probably – best position group outside of the secondary um, at, at LSU. There's a ton of talent there, so hopefully this Joe Brady, who's not even our offensive coordinator, but Joe Brady Brady led passing attack, um, you know, but we've been hearing that for a while. As long as I've known you, um, the, the, the LSU offense is coming, and except for one year with uh, Mettenberger and um, uh some great receivers that are, you know, playing Cleveland now. Um, there hasn't been any offense in yeah. Baton Rouge. So. I mean, LSU fans have been complaining about the offense for 50 years. But here's – okay, I'm going to leave you with this, SEC chat, LSU chat. Who is going to replace Cole Tracy? Because he was a stud kicker for LSU. He's gone. That's a question mark. Cameron Dicker was a freshman last year. I get it and he kicked the game winner against OU with nine seconds left from 40 yards. And I think Dicker is a is a guy that is a plus for Texas, and we don't know. In a game that could come down to a field goal, I don't know what's going on with the Tigers kicking field goals. No, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a question mark. I mean, it was a question mark going into last year, so we'll see, 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 what, see what happens. But um, last year, LSU was awful. I mean, awful in the red zone and converting touchdowns. And if they don't have – if whoever wins the kicking job, you know, is it close – not the same, but close to what Tracy did last year, that could definitely be problematic. So, I mean, this, the biggest key for LSU going into this season is if they can improve their red zone efficiency, watch out. Yeah. If they don't, I think they're going to move the ball fine. It's what do they do when they get to the 20? Do they kick a bunch of 30-yard field goals or, in some cases, like 25-yard field goals, or are they punching it in? And and uh, that, that could come down to – I mean, I think that's the biggest key for this game is who who scores touchdowns instead of field goals because I, I think there's going to be some movement between the 20s and it's who finishes drives. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll continue this conversation, SEC Chad. We, we'll, 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 we'll
head to Europe on Sunday. I'll be gone for 10 days and be at the end of camp, and we'll touch base again and see, see how camp ended for both teams. All right, call and tell us how Europe was, and we'll continue the conversation. There he is, yes, S- SEC chat. Uh, great guy. And, uh, and a, you know, kind of a practical LSU fan. As we heard, I mean, he's our translator. And I'm glad you didn't have that Ralph Salafusha when never got past number one. <laughs> he is our translator. He is our translator for Coach O. And I remember when they hired Coach O. I'll never forget this. SEC Chad called in and said, "Hey, A&M fans, it could be worse. You could have Ed Orgeron as your coach." <laughs> but hey, Orgeron proved some people wrong last year. Ten wins. For Coach O, I mean, he and Tom Herman are on this remarkable trajectory. And both of them want to pound each other into the ground. Because, and actually Coach O, he won nine games in in 2017, but he had a better program. I mean, he, he took over a better program. Texas lost three straight years, had losing records for three straight years, and Tom Herman had to break the culture burn in a new culture but they both win 10 games last year and everybody's looking at these two going okay herman man lsu was ready to hire him and then he goes to texas and orgeron hasn't forgotten that certainly all right listen great stuff all week get to our facebook page at am 1300 the zone check out our uh, bottom line football preview thanks to goose Gosselin, chris felica get to the podcast page or spotify or itunes wherever you listen to your uh podcast and get to the Dell Diamond see Salty tonight throw out the first pitch Salty you're the best Harch let's do it again on a winners and losers Monday when we'll talk to Jake Spavital as well and any more words of our brother from another Rashawn Adams the dream is free the hustle is sold separately go to work and get checked peace Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.